Hey there, it's Kelly from Zinimi. Before we get started on today's episode, I want to invite you to one of our greatest trainings ever. It's how to build and grow a profitable solo or group practice sustainably. All you got to do is check it out at zinimi.com slash podcast. All right, on to our episode. Hey everybody, we're going to get started in just a few minutes talking about private practice marketing today. We love that you guys are networking and introducing yourselves, where you're from, and what your specialties are. This is a great place to connect um, with other people. I absolutely believe that it is sunny in Seattle. A lot of people do not realize what a beautiful place Seattle is and how often it is sunny. Bellevue. Visalia, or is it Visalia? Visalia. I always say it wrong. <laughs> my um, my auntie um, used to live there. I used to be in Visalia all the time. My cousin now lives in the house that um, he grew up in. Um, I have many, many wonderful memories of Visalia, California. Wisconsin. Oh, my gosh. I hope... <sighs> I can't believe your kids went to school, Michael. Negative 50 <laughs> degrees in Iowa. No, I wouldn't leave the house. Like, I, I just know how I you guys are know. doing. It's not even funny to us. <laughs> I love that they're like, ha, ha. oh my gosh, we were just talking about the weather and we don't understand how people manage that. That's intense, you guys. So, that's like guys- Antarctica weather. I'm surprised like internet functions here it rains and our internet lines go down (laughs) they don't go down they just kind of get a little sketchy they get soggy and don't function well but (laughs) i think it's incredible school's closed yeah oh my gosh you guys hang in there it is it's a that puts a whole new meaning to snow day you can't even go outside so yeah no Oh, you know what? I just realized. Let me go grab something. Okay. Hey, Geraldine. Nice to see you in here again. Penny, how are you? Oh, Anna. Nice to see you here. Very nice. Spain, my favorite country. Michigan, hello. Oh, you guys are freezing your tushies off. Pennsylvania, (laughs) New York City, North Carolina. Oh my goodness. All right. Yay. Okay. Where is Marcia in Spain? I feel like Mm -hmm. maybe there was an acro um, festival that was close to that. If that's on the left hand side, you like that? (laughs) On the (laughs) west side of Spain? Um, (laughs) I did that. I'm like, where was that on the, maybe it was over here-ish? No, I have no idea. <laughs> I have to look it up, but it sounds oddly familiar. So It's actually like south of Valencia. So you go Barcelona, Valencia, then Murcia. So it's going on the right. If you're looking at Spain, it's on the right and going down. Okay. Yeah. Cool. It's exciting, guys. Any um, things that you guys really want to learn today? 
during the webinar. We'll get started in just a minute. We can see how quickly people are, that uh, number is popping up as everybody logs in and jumps on. We know lots of people watch the recordings as well. Um, so we're very excited that all of you guys are here live though. Remember, we'll talk about it later, but this is an interactive um, training. So definitely um, don't be afraid to uh, use that chat box at the bottom. And um, we'll be taking questions primarily at the end after we dig into everything. Um, so just know you can write down your questions, but sometimes they get a little lost in the chat. So don't be afraid to repost them when we get to Q&A at the end. All right. Are we ready to get started, Kelly? I think so. Let me turn off my video. So I can... Me too. Are you guys ready? All right. <laughs> All right, you guys. This is Kelly Higdon. I want to welcome you to our webinar on developing a marketing plan for your private practice and how that marketing plan can make or break your clinical outcomes and your financial health. This is our fourth training in our private practice challenge, and we are so happy to have you here. I'm the blondie on the right. <laughs> <laughs> and this is Miranda. I'm the redhead on the left. Kelly and I are both marriage and family therapists in California, and we've been helping therapists from all over the world create happy practices and full lives. Our job today is to help you make three or four great decisions in your private practice because we want this webinar to be purposeful. We're going to cover why you need a plan that's unique to you and that will have an impact on clinical outcomes in your practice. We'll guide you through some of the research you need to do to get started. And we'll also how to take the data and make tweaks to your marketing plan so it's optimized for your private practice. And at the end, we'll show you where to go if you need more help. And we'll have a fun little freebie as a thank you for attending. Plus, as always, we'll leave room for some fun Q&A. So... Does this plan sound good to you? Are you ready to learn more about marketing and clinical outcomes? Make sure and type yes in the chat box. Oh, I got a hell yeah. I always love that. <laughs> <laughs> you guys ready? Boom. All right. Before we get into the nitty gritty, let's talk about why we are doing this webinar. We have the opportunity to talk to many therapists individually around the world. And we've learned a lot about some common myths among therapists, especially when it comes to marketing. And we think it's important to address some of these first, okay? Because maybe they're going to sound familiar to you as well. So first myth, you don't need it. Therapists have been told they shouldn't need to market. And just from the people they know, they should be able to build a private practice. Not marketing is actually seen as a gold standard in private practice, that level which we all should seek to reach, right? That you don't have to do any marketing, that people are told just do good work and the rest will come. And yes, we believe when your practice is established in the future, you will get more word of mouth referrals for doing excellent work, but you have to start somewhere. Not getting phone calls or people scheduling often has nothing to do with your clinical effectiveness. Really bad therapists can get lots of referrals because they're good at marketing. And really good therapists can turn into ineffective therapists if they're taking clients that aren't a good fit because they were referred or because they feel desperate for clients, which we all know, so we've been talking about over this challenge, is a recipe for poor outcomes. 
Another myth that we've heard, the more you do, the better, you know, the better your marketing. Do it all. Therapists are being encouraged to sign up for every kind of social media platform, tech resource, and are kept busy with doing tons of things. And then they aren't sure why they are doing what they're doing, but they know it's not working. And it's so easy to become like that hamster in a wheel doing and saying yes to any opportunity without taking time to analyze and assess what is and what isn't working. Many therapists are taught to plan marketing on a day-by-day basis and deal with what's in front of them instead of having a larger vision and plan for their marketing. If you're spending all your time marketing, how does that leave you time for your clinical growth, your clinical recovery, and time to sit and really reflect on your clients, right? Another myth is you have to be someone you're not. Um, Many therapists are doing marketing that doesn't align with their personality, their style, their voice, and thus feel their marketing is kind of inauthentic or missing the mark. Um, Some of these therapists tend to present a different self when marketing, sometimes using more academic language so they can show they're educated or sometimes being super um, neutral and bland because that's what they think they should do because they don't want to make false claims or promises. And there can be a lot of assumptions about what is okay and what isn't okay and how they present themselves in their marketing. Introverted therapists are trying to market like extroverts and getting completely burnt out. (laughs) So we see this kind of misalignment in lots of ways. And this type of marketing isn't just exhausting and ineffective, but it isn't going to attract the clients that you have the best outcomes with. You can create marketing that fits your unique style and needs and brings more joy to your life. You can bring the clients that you do great work with that we talked about like in niche last round. That doesn't mean you, you, they are easy clients. They are just clients that you do effective work with that feels like ease to you. The fourth myth is that you can just throw money at the problem. If you just invest enough money, your business will flourish. We work with business owners who've spent thousands of dollars each month on marketing and gotten zero clients. Stop throwing money at the problem and handing over your hard-earned money to anyone who offers a quick solution to get the phone ringing. Not all advertising is created equal. And if you pay to get people clicking your website, and if your website doesn't resonate and isn't getting the right people calling, all of that money goes to waste. And if you get the website get people calling you, but you're not able to hold clear boundaries about your schedule, your fees, create a clear plan during your consultation, you won't get high quality client scheduling appointments. Before you pay for advertising, you need to make sure your marketing message and your consultation process is on point. The other myth is that there's a magic formula. We all want that magic wand, the foolproof methods. While there are some standards in marketing, we find therapists searching for this formula end up frustrated when what worked for their colleague doesn't work for them. They start to think there's something wrong with them when it really isn't about them at all. I do think it's wise to learn from others who've been there and done that. But when it comes to marketing, the information has to be taken in the context of the person and their private practice. If you get nothing else from us today, we hope you hear this. Learn about marketing and learn to discern what is right for you and the kind of clients you want to attract. This is why copying someone else's marketing plan won't work for you. Just because that pair of jeans looks great on you doesn't mean it's going to look great on you. That person could be a different height, have a different body shape, size. 
it makes perfect sense, right? Copying doesn't work because you don't really know what's going on in the other person's practice. Just because someone else seems busy doesn't mean their practice is going well. They may struggle with clients not being consistent. They may be sliding their fee all over the place. They may struggle with the type of client that's coming into their practice. And you have no idea if their marketing is leading to good clinical outcomes. Your practice is at least as unique and complex as finding the right pair of jeans. Can I get an amen? So let's talk about what will work in developing a marketing plan that's perfect for you. So in discerning the right marketing plan for your business, it isn't always easy in the beginning, but the right marketing plan for your business shouldn't be hard forever. Over time, it should flow naturally and with less effort. So let's talk about two the steps that are kind of integral to developing the right marketing plan. First, let's talk about you. You have your unique personality and voice. No one communicates exactly like you. And when we give people like our initial consultation script to use in boot camp, we are clear, edit this to sound like you. Always be you. Always be true to yourself. So, for example, what feels effortless for an extrovert does not necessarily mean it's effortless for an introvert. Someone might find their strength in communicating by speaking in public, and the other person might find they communicate best through writing or one-on-one relationship networking building. Your marketing needs to match your strengths and your unique qualities. A big part of the process of therapy is helping people see their strengths. Why not do this for yourself, right? Take some time to do an accurate assessment and uncover what you're really good at. Um, And sometimes you have to try to find what that is, but um, marketing your business will stretch and grow you in new areas, but it shouldn't be like pushing against the waves. So one of our boot campers, Yolanda Harper, she loves speaking and she's kind of introverted actually, but with her full practice, she didn't have time to be everywhere. So she uses Facebook Lives to market her practice, and she invites local businesses to do Facebook Lives with her in the office um, to join in. And so in that, she's not only promoting her practice, she's bringing in experts, which is a great resource for her community. It helps other businesses. It's really great, and it fits with her personality. Second step is talking about them. Your ideal client is also special to you. Even if you think you have the same niche, there are nuances that are not going to be the same as your other colleagues. For example, two therapists might love to see couples. One therapist loves to see the couple that's on the brink of divorce, has a history of abuse, and the other therapist loves working with couples that have infidelity but want to make the relationship work. Both are couples expert, but both have a unique message for their niche. What will draw in an anxious client is not what will draw in a narcissistic client. Your marketing plan needs to match who you want to reach in the world. Take some time to really explore what your ideal client says on the phone. What specific words and phrases do they use? How do they describe the problem? What are they drawn to? How do they learn? Where do they spend their time? The right marketing plan will be where the intersection of the place where there's ease for you and it can reach and touch your client. The beautiful part of this exploration is that can give you greater insight into the clinical needs of your current and future clients and give depth to your clinical work and outcomes. I find often when coaching therapists on their marketing, 
that it ties back into the work and we can use that information to enhance the outcomes. Ultimately, this is what's needed to craft a marketing message that truly connects with your ideal clients. You need insight and data into who they are and what they're searching for and the confidence to speak the truth clearly in your marketing materials. The third step is learning how to define that success. Successful marketing needs to be defined by you. Being busy and having a full schedule doesn't equal success. I can say really busy, trust me guys, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's healthy or it leads to a happier life. You have your own dreams for your life um, and what will fit your needs. Your marketing plan needs to fit in alignment with that vision for your life. Take a holistic approach. A good marketing plan attracts clients who are ready to make deep change with you in a way that works for both of you. It allows space in your life to recharge and have a balanced life so you can sustain good, deep work over time. And yes, it allows you to make money in your business so you don't have to choose between doing good clinical work and getting a consistent paycheck. So how are you guys doing so far? Are you guys getting clear on why copying another person's marketing plan isn't the best for you? Have you noticed some areas where you're doing well and some things that you feel like you have a lot of clarity on? And maybe also some areas where there's room for growth. Um, share that in the chat box. What are the insights? What are you learning about yourself? And what are you learning about what you need to um, put time and energy into in order to develop that easeful and stress-less marketing plan for your practice? I'm curious to see. I think there's a little delay sometimes. There is a delay with this new um, webinar <laughs> platform, and it's driving me batty, to be honest. I'm going to message them about that. But, uh, yeah, there's definitely, like, a, a solid 20-second delay. Yeah, because I'm curious if people realize how much they need to understand themselves and their ideal client in the process in order for it to be easier you know um yes i drill down on your ideal client more yes for sure mm -hmm. uh i'm trying to figure out how how to stand out and so right holly so that's like what makes me unique because there is no other holly wilder i can promise you <laughs> what does success look like for me oh yes yes good okay now we're now we're, we're cooking with gas Okay, so let's talk about what you need for your marketing plan success. Hey, it's Kelly. Are you enjoying today's episode? There is so much more to starting your private practice. That's why we created Business School for Therapists. It's our lifetime access business building program created especially for you and all the future stages of practice that you are going to go through. If you're ready to join a community that supports you, that to have access to a massive library of private practice trainings covering everything from creating your vision to setting your fee to getting you legally covered and more, this is for you. Simply go to bit.ly slash therapist business school to get started. First thing, research. Uh, I think that this is what people want to avoid 
in boot camp, I've noticed. (laughs) (laughs) They want to get straight into creating fun images for their blogs and laying out their Instagram feeds and doing more creative stuff before they have to do the research. If you love research, you're going to love this part. But if you don't, please know there is a reason and a method. It will make all that fun stuff you want to do in the future more effective and less like throwing spaghetti on the wall and will prevent a lot of frustration in the long run. What do you need to research? It starts with you. Look at your strengths, who you are, your values, how best you communicate. Where do you shine? Where do you feel most comfortable in talking about yourself in a writing, speaking, voice, video? Don't go into a place of, well, I should speak. Not everyone is a speaker. And if down the road you get invited to a TED Talk, you will do what all TED Talk people do and get a speaking coach. (laughs) So let's start from a strengths perspective. Right? Does this sound familiar? Like therapy kind (laughs) of? Okay. (laughs) Next, identify your niche. So we have that whole training we did last week. You can watch the replay about niche. But in short... Your niche are the clients you want walking through the door. In our boot camp, we have people do a psychographic profile. You want to dig deeply into the client's psyche. What are their fears? What are their hopes and dreams? It can really help to create a character who is your ideal client. And you can reference back to this person anytime you're communicating your marketing. It will guide your further research. Then we look at data. (laughs) first think about how many people you want to serve this year realistically if you were full and had people terminate new people coming in to fill slots think about how many people that would be for example if people stay with you on average 20 weeks we're doing simple math here okay and you see a max of 15 clients per week then honestly you need a maximum of 40 45 new clients each year and that gives you wiggle room for clients who aren't a good fit If you see clients more long-term, say six months, you only need to attract about 30 clients per year, okay? Got that? So you want to know how many clients you need. Then you look at the population. Like, where are you serving? Even if it's virtual, you're picking an area, some area. There's, And then if you have brick and mortar, your city, your town, your province, You know, whatever range and distance to look at based on your area. If you have only 100 people in your town and you need 20 clients, that's a high percentage of the population. And right here, if that were to happen, you need to align your marketing with the goal of your practice. Where there is a will, there is a way. If you live in a town with a tiny population, it may mean commuting a few days a week or doing a virtual practice or even having a hybrid practice where clients commute to you to see You twice a month and you do video sessions in between. There's lots of ways to work around it. So knowing these numbers will change how you market your practice. Knowing really what you most people find is just a small amount of the population that they need coming into their office. So this simple step is crucial. You can find this data by Googling it. Most cities have a census information. Just type in the name of your city and the world population to Google and you'll get lots of great info. Yes. Now, what is the prevalence of the issue you want to reach? And this is an important tip. Pick one issue or ideal client to market to at a time. (laughs) I know we say this again and again. You can have that diverse practice, 
but trying to market to everyone at the same time just doesn't work. Picking one issue allows you to do an in-depth research and create a solid plan. So what percentage of the general population suffers from depression, anxiety, or infidelity? You can take that population of your city and you can multiply that by the percentage in the general population um, to see kind of a rough estimates of how many people need you, right? So if 2% of people suffer from infidelity each year, we know that's not quite the, the number. We can times that by 100,000 people that are living in your city to give an idea of how many people could use your service. The next step is to determine how many people are actually searching for help at any given time. There are some awesome tools that we teach people how to use in bootcamp that'll tell you exactly how many searches happen per month for specific words or phrases. Getting clear on what people are and are not typing into Google can be invaluable. It can give you more insight into the phrases that you could use, how you might describe or position your services. Ultimately, you need to find out how many people in your area are actually searching for information or services for the issue you can help with. So let's say you're researching how many people are looking for marriage counseling. You might look at various terms used, couples therapy, relationship therapy, marriage therapy, um, thinking about divorce. It might be a little time consuming, but that information will not just help you with your marketing, it'll help you with your website ranking when you find the best terms to use on your site. This one can be really tricky initially, so we, we do... Uh, we include a whole video module on this um, task in our boot camp because people get stuck on it so often. Um, but if you are feeling stuck, you could even start playing with a mix of specific and made up numbers. So, for example, if your population of your city is 50,000 and the prevalence of your of the issue you're struggling with is 2% of the general population, that means there are roughly a thousand people in your area who need you. Even if only 2% a kind of a made up number of them are looking for help at any given time. That means there are 20 people each month who are needing you. Could you take on 20 new clients each month? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now we have the data. The next step is to imagine you are the client looking for help. Search for counseling services and information as if you were a lay person. Where does your ideal client go for? answers do they go online do they look for groups on meetup or support services how much is out there do you resonate with what is out there what are you drawn to or put off by that will and help you help you ensure your marketing message is truly aligned with what your clients need would they turn to someone they trust look for professionals like attorneys doctors hair salons support groups where they might find those resources. And you might find some great resources, people to refer to in the process. Um, so this kind of research benefits you in the long run as you develop relationships and you can provide great referrals to your future clients. You are great at empathizing and putting yourself into your client's shoes. You're, this is just you doing it in a different way. So what... Must you know before you start marketing your personal strengths? Then you're going to take that data and know that there is a need for what I have to offer. When people say they lack confidence, it's because they don't know that. And that's what that data is great at giving them. 
and then how people are looking for help right now and what's already available to them so that you can understand what sets you apart as well. The ideal marketing means where your strength and communication intersects in the places where your niche is most receptive. I'm going to say it one more time because I feel like that's important. The ideal marketing plan means your strengths and communication intersect in the places where your niche is most receptive. This is to be balanced in online and offline worlds of networking, too. You need both. Online means websites, social media, directories, anything you go on your computer for. Offline is when you take those connections or foster those connections out of the Internet and build a relationship with trust. And in each form of marketing, you are sharing your message, one that connects deeply to the needs of your client and speaks to the value you provide. And yes, we do a webinar on that one too, but. <laughs> <laughs> there is so much talk on social media. and We just want to talk about that for a second. For some of you, social media is easy. And for others of you, it's terrifying. The same rules apply to any marketing. Where does your client hang out? Each platform has data on their users so you can see if you have a chance of reaching your ideal client. Think about serving parents. They come in contact with pediatricians, schools, and PTA meetings. They take their kids to soccer games or karate class while they're waiting for their kids' practices. Are they on social media? Is it Facebook? Are they on Insta? Are they on Pinterest? Look at the data and take into account the social media behaviors of your current clients. And that'll help you know if a social media platform is worth pursuing. You might want to start adding that into your assessment anyhow. Because when a client talks about a conversation, was it a tweet? Was it a post? Was it a private message? We all need to get a little bit more savvy clinically to help our clients navigate relationships and conflict both in person and online. <laughs> Seriously, guys, we need to do a better job. So ask those questions. Where are you connected? Have that be part of your intake. How do you spend your time online? Where are you spending your time? How are you part of any groups? Because those could be sources of both conflict and sources of support and encouragement. So now you know that you have your niche, where they are, you're building relationships online and offline and putting your message of healing out into the world. Now, how do you know what's working? That's like the <laughs> biggest question, isn't it? I think that that's one of the main reasons people come to boot camp. I don't know if this works or not. And this is where analysis is crucial. And now we want to give you some tips to help guide you in making tweaks to your marketing down the road. <clears throat> so first, from day one, all of you, starting now, start collecting data on how many calls you get per month. Ask how they found out about you. Sometimes the information will be vague, but you might at least find out if it's online or a personal referral. You also want to ask, what is the reason they chose to call you? Their response will give you more information about how people decide to make the call and what value they saw in you. For example, we have boot campers that come in and they'll change like the copy on their website. And then all of a sudden, when people call, they say, I was looking at your website and what you wrote is exactly what I say to myself every day. So that tells the person, oh, my goodness, my website copy does resonate with people who call and track how many of the calls these people who call are ideal clients who you feel like you can do really good work with. 
because that'll tell you if your messaging is on point, if you're reaching them in the right places. Also collect information on the personal connections made. <clears throat> so seek to foster real relationships with people, especially when you find synergy with them. Find out about who is referring to you and reach out to them. Um, and also when you're doing your research, going back and collecting that data, you want to reach out to other business owners and make relationships if they could be a great referral source for your clients. Be appreciative of others and they will appreciate you. And this benefits your clients when you need to refer out or they need a referral for a doctor and you know of a few doctors that would be good because you've been networking. You will have a whole referral base who knows, likes, and trusts you. And then we want you to set up analytics on your website. You can install what's called like a heat map. It's a visual of showing like where people click on your site. Um, and always have Google Analytics installed. Always. This information, it can be a, like more information than you bargain for. But it will tell you where people are going on your website, how long they stay there, how many times they come back as well, and what they search for to find your website. Do you know how people are even, what they type in when they look for you? So this will help you make tweaks to your website in the future and make it more likely that people who find you are getting the information they need and inspired to call you. Each social media platform has its own way of doing a, uh, analytics. You can use like an overall platform like Meet Edgar or Buffer, one of those, to analyze all the social media statistics across the board. Um, and with that, you can see what posted well, what was reshared, like the format. For example, y Yolanda, why did she do more Facebook Lives? They went viral over her writing. Um, so then that told her, focus more on this area. So it informs you what content followers appreciate the most. So you can do more of what works. Doesn't that sound way easier than guessing? Yay. <laughs> so <laughs> your marketing plan is never just set it and forget it. It's never been for me, Miranda. Oh, my goodness. It keeps changing. So based on the analytics, you might make changes to the copy on your website, right? More posts related to popular tweets or you see topics for speaking opportunities. Your niche may also become more and more refined. You will make changes to your marketing based on themes that come up in the clinical work as well, both good and bad, to better prepare people for therapy or screen out people with whom you are not a good fit. As you change, so does your marketing. In bootcamp, we do quarterly plans. The key here is to know that this process is always evolving. It's an ongoing process of action and analysis, then course correction and back to action. When you are diligent in the beginning and you do your marketing with purpose, you will ward off the burnout and resentment that can come if, you know, down the road. Because a good marketing plan takes less time and effort over time. That initial stuff is, is harder, but over time it gets better. You refine down to the essential tasks to keep your practice moving at the right pace for your needs and goals. No more doing all the things all the time. More often than not, 
when people are frustrated with social media and blogging or going on coffee dates, I don't know if you've ever been on a coffee date and sat there and thought, why am I doing coffee with this person? <laughs> I asked, why? What? You, you got to know your why. If the response is because I'm supposed to, or I heard this was a good idea, or this is how you meet people, or I don't know, then I could see why you're frustrated. We want you to get clear and confident moving forward in your marketing. All right, so check-in time in the chat. Um, how many of you have learned new information, have some things to implement? Let's hear it. Because <coughs> as we're moving towards the end of our um, training, we really want to make sure that, ooh, sorry, it's a little bit loud all of a sudden. Uh, we want to make sure that this is really hitting this piece. Now, I want to give you a quick story about... Um, how some of these little pieces of data can make such a big difference in your marketing. Um, and this is going to sound like a, a crazy little piece. Um, we installed a heat map on ZinniMe. And one of the things that, that happened when we first looked at the picture of where people were clicking, somewhere on the page, we had the word confident. It wasn't a link. It wasn't an anything. It was just a word written. And people were subconsciously clicking on the word confident over and over and over and over again. Huh. And we started talking about it and saying, you know, that's a huge theme that we're hearing in our bootcamp interviews and in those initial consultation consultations, people really looking for confidence. Do we really speak to that when we're talking about in our blogs? And are we really speaking to that in our emails? Wow. No, I don't, I don't think we are. Let's really talk to that. And let's, let's even looking at what we're doing in bootcamp and inside of the courses, what are ways that we can build in more confidence um, throughout the process and, and make sure that that's just in there in the most obvious way. There's so many cool things you can learn from these bits of data. And it is a powerful, powerful piece. Uh, we have another story of, a woman, and she was a new graduate. She was in a state where you don't need to be licensed in order to um, start a private practice. Um, you can be licensed as a, as a, or you can do private practice as a pre-license ethically. And so she kind of went in the circle, like really struggling with whether to do, like whether to go into her niche and whether she was ready for private practice and all these different things. And being kind of vague. And then she finally decided to really go forward and claim her niche and go after her marketing plan. And because she knew deeply who her clients are and where they reside, she went and posted the right kind of message that spoke directly to those clients. And she was full in just a few months, like full with a waiting list full um, because she knew her ideal client. She had to do a lot less marketing. And it actually, when you build a new website, your website isn't usually on the first page of Google. She was able to get full before her website was even showing up on the first page of Google on Google searches because she was able to create a message that was really impactful and put that in the spot where her clients were at and it fit her, her way of communicating through writing. So it was just a beautiful, beautiful space where everything comes together. 
So, what do you guys think? I love this. Um, <clears throat> I'm glad that you're getting some clarity. People are wanting to dig in. Um, they want to learn how to do analytics. How do I actually implement a heat map? <laughs> so cool. People are in, in uh, getting clarity on why marketing is so valuable. Yay. Um, so you guys all rock. We're so excited that you're here. So who wants more? You know, if you know that you want a little bit more help in the nitty gritty of implementing all this fun, technical, and inspiring information, feel free to type that in the chat box. We want to thank you all for coming. We revamped this a little bit, and it was fun to present. And we really appreciate each and every one of you. For some of you, this is all you need. You're good to go. You're ready to go make those changes in your business and your life. And for others of you, you want more support and tools and a roadmap for making it happen. And if that's you, we want to share how Business School Bootcamp for Therapists is helping therapists improve their clinical outcomes while also improving their profits so that they can enjoy a better work-life balance. We hope today you walked away with at least one thing that you can make a change in right now in your life, in your practice, some more clarity, and that this training really is changing your life. If you want more of this, if you want to go deeper, if you want Kelly and I really working with you in an intensive way, consider the Business School Bootcamp for Therapists. We are enrolling now. It's a year-long, powerful online business training system built specifically to help therapists grow happy, thriving, sustainable private practices that they and their clients love. It is all about improving your clinical outcomes, having more freedom, and having a better income while doing what you love and what your purpose is made for. So go to bschoolbootcamp.com forward slash about and schedule an interview today. That's a 15-minute private interview with Kelly or myself where we can get to know you, your specific experience and situation, and give you real feedback about whether this is something that could be helpful or we can point you in the right direction one way or the other. We look forward to working with you. Again, schedule that interview today at bschoolbootcamp.com forward slash about. I hope you loved today's episode. If you're a therapist who's tired of those long hours, low pay, and constantly battling burnout, don't forget our free video training designed just for you on how to build and grow a sustainable, profitable solo or group practice. Head over to zinnime.com slash podcast to check it out today. Until next time.